Hello and welcome. I'm Leanne Mallory, host of Rise Leaders Radio and founder of Rise Leaders. I provide leadership and leadership team development through executive coaching, leadership development program design, and through facilitation of workshops and retreats. I have two goals with this podcast platform. The first is to support anyone who is navigating this complex world and aspires to make a positive impact and to be the best person and best leader they can be. The second is to provide examples of inspiring leaders who are doing just that. This episode is focused on trust. Back in episode 15, I spoke with Lori Bishop and Drew Clancy at BCI, a mid-market publishing and member engagement company based in Dallas, Texas. PCI's long-term goal is to increase trust in their organization so that people can show up to work their authentic selves, free from the drag that a lack of trust creates in an organization. Hear that again. A lack of trust in an organization creates drag. Now, PCI is using meaningful conversations about race as one vehicle for building trust. And in episode 16, I reviewed a guide that I created for facilitating high fidelity conversations for culture change. Today's focus is on the particulars of developing trust or trustworthiness. I think if you asked people what they feel is important in truly solid and satisfying relationships, they would list trust as a high priority. And most organizational experts name trust as foundational for high performance teamwork. And here's why. Having a high trust environment allows people to focus their precious energy and passion on creating and delivering value rather than on managing politics, their reputation, and their image. The belief that I can show up as my authentic self, exchange ideas fully, and openly collaborate and negotiate creates a path of least resistance. The lack of friction gives me the feeling of freedom and flow. Now, go back to those imaginary people that told you trust is important in their relationships, and they will likely give you a variety of explanations for what trust means. I did a quick search on Amazon for books on trust. Over 80,000 titles popped up. So I narrowed down to just building trust. Oh good, only 10,000 books on building trust. There's no shortage for approaches and models for building trust or, as Charles Green says, being trustworthy. Charles Green is founder and CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and one of the authors of the book, The Trusted Advisor. I like his model for trust called The Trust Equation. I think it's important for me to say right now that in these 15 minute mini episodes that I'm providing, my intent is not to reduce 
someone's life's work down to a 15-minute segment, but I do want to give you at least an introduction and an overview of the model. Mr. Green is an experienced and very successful business person. His specialty is sales. I know you may have experienced a little tightness in your chest or belly when I said sales, but he's committed to a different kind of sales relationship. He's committed to authentic relationship building and becoming a trusted advisor, as the title states. As always, I've linked to the resources that I'll mention today, including a graphic and details of the trust equation. Head over to the show notes after you listen, and I strongly encourage you to check out his website and rich resources. Models are helpful but they are not capable of taking into account all the nuances, perspectives, and experiences that we all bring to our relationships. This one is no different. Refer to this model as you focus on building trust and examining potential causes for breakdowns in trust. I like to think of all models as a trellis. They give us something to hold on to, a structure for growth and reaching out. And not to go too deep with the metaphor, but we also need to remember to clear out the dead stuff that no longer serves the living organism. Now, this model is set up as an equation, which makes for an interesting human relationship math experiment. Visualize a division problem set up as a fraction with a numerator and a denominator. And as a reminder, the numerator is on top and the denominator is on bottom for those like me who didn't accelerate at math. The numerator or top half is made of three elements, credibility, reliability, and intimacy. And don't worry, intimacy in this model refers to safety and security. To make things interesting, we'll score the elements and work the equation later. So again, the top half is credibility plus reliability plus intimacy. The bottom or denominator has only one element, self-orientation. This means that self-orientation has a monumental impact on trust in this model. So let's walk through it. Beginning with credibility as the first element on the top and examining each element as we move to the right, you'll see how we move from typically transactional or rational characteristics to those that are more personal and require more emotional maturity. Both credibility and reliability can be observed or measured and take less emotional energy than intimacy. Now these two do take focus and discipline. They just don't take the same amount of emotional energy. Credibility speaks to a person's credentials. David Brooks calls these resume virtues. This refers to knowledge, experience, and abilities. A person has credibility when they can back up their claims. We might ask, can they actually do what they say they can do? Credibility takes place in the domain of statements or words. If you can imagine being in a meeting or in a conversation, do you trust what this person has to say? Do you believe they have the authority to speak on this subject? Now, this seems pretty cut and dry, but we humans are nuanced and messy. 
Even so, we're going to keep it simple and stop there and move on to reliability. Reliability gets animated through action. So will the person do what they say they will do? In the organizational world, meeting deadlines, following up, and showing up are examples of reliability. Think consistency, dependability, and no surprises. Even if you think the surprise is positive, like delivering in less time or with more bells and whistles. A history of making and keeping promises builds trust. Moving to the last element on the top half, let's talk about intimacy. Intimacy is the most powerful aspect of the numerator elements based on extensive research by the Trusted Advisor Associates. Intimacy refers to the sense of security someone else gets while they are interacting with you. For example, will you keep confidences? Will you allow yourself to be appropriately vulnerable, to be touched by their experience? Can you be empathetic? Courage and compassion are key aspects of intimacy. Credibility, reliability, and intimacy on the top half. Now we go to the bottom half. Self-orientation. Take a moment to reflect on the term self-orientation. What do you think of when you think of someone who is self-oriented? High self-orientation drives the trust score down. This is the most difficult part of the equation because we want to be balanced in how we connect with others while also staying connected with ourselves. People who score high in self-orientation are those who we would see as pushing their own agenda, especially when their agenda is not obvious. They often take up a lot of airtime in meetings and in conversations and advocate much more than they inquire. Pretending to be an expert when you're not, like the know-it-all or knower, is a self-oriented behavior and also negatively impacts the credibility score. Therefore, admitting that you don't know something illustrates low self-orientation. Being a servant leader reflects a low self-oriented model of leadership as well. You can show you care for another person by paying full attention to them when you put down your device or look away from a screen when you're engaging with them. This demonstrates that you're open and connected. Also, demonstrate that you're open and connected by asking questions and showing interest. And here's an extreme and subtle example of high self-orientation. Many people will avoid conflict and tough conversations like giving constructive feedback because they're more concerned about staying comfortable themselves than helping another person grow. Can your colleagues trust that you have their best interest at heart so much to the degree that you're willing to make yourself uncomfortable by giving them some hard news that could ultimately result in their long-term success? So that is the model. Credibility plus reliability plus intimacy divided by self-orientation can give you 
your own or someone else's based on your evaluation trustworthiness score. If you're up for it now, you can work the equation from three different perspectives. Now it's important to do all three. Bring to mind a specific challenging relationship. It can be personal or professional with the client, colleague, boss, life partner, etc. Start by evaluating your own trustworthiness. Using a scale of one to five and the high level descriptions I provided, give yourself a score in each of the dimensions with one being low and five being high. Remember that in trust-based relationships, the self-orientation score wants to be low. Work the equation. The highest score you can get is 15. The lowest score you can get is 0.6, and this happens when the numerator score is a total of three, so one plus one plus one, and the denominator is five. So you start with yourself. Now you can evaluate the other person's trustworthiness using the same parameters, and I do suggest that you stick with one situation because situations are different and we can show up differently in various situations. This is also a way for you to um, really separate which part of trust you're having trouble with. So first you evaluate yourself, then you evaluate the other person. And the third is kind of a Jedi mind trick. You now evaluate your own trustworthiness from the other person's point of view. So how do you think they would score you? So you have three scores now to reflect on. And I'm just curious what you notice when you do the equation three different times. A few tips here. Keep this in your hip pocket. When you're faced with a challenging situation, consider these elements and how they're coming into play during the challenge. Number two, Use the equation as a journaling tool using the initial ratings as a starting point and going deeper from there. Number three, and this is an important one, I don't recommend that you share your evaluation with the person you're having the challenge with. Like, I did this trust rating on you and here's your score. Bad idea, don't do it. And finally, and fourth, Focus on yourself and raising your own trustworthiness score. You can even ask someone whom you trust to share their ratings of you. So again, the trust equation developed by Charlie Green and Trusted Advisor Associates. If you're curious about working with me, learning more about trust equation or any of the other topics I uh, discuss during the podcast, Find the contact page on my website at www.rise-leaders.com forward slash contact. I also appreciate your ratings and reviews and subscribing on Apple Podcast. And remember, elevate your part of the world.